You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, we talk all about the wife-sharing lifestyle, be it hot-wifing, be it cuckolding, and sometimes with a little bit of the uh, the interracial BBC lifestyle thrown in just for good measure. Uh, one of the things that I always try to do is I, I try to bring you interesting stories, stories that I feel uh, will help people who are, you know, whether they're just starting out in this journey or if they've been doing it for a while and maybe they've hit a pothole, just some stories that people can, you know, relate to and, you know, kind of bring out the human side and the human toll in, in all of this. And so I'm really pleased this evening uh, to have a special guest with me. Uh, this is the wife of a couple that I've known for for quite some time, long before the, the Keys and Anklets podcast was even a, even a thing. And I've been wanting to have her on and the timing just wasn't right. And fortunately tonight, the time is right. So uh, let me introduce you to the female half of this couple. They are D and A and I have with me A. Why don't you say hello to my listeners? Hello, hello. <laughs> so as I said, I've known DNA for, for, for quite some time, and I, I feel fortunate enough to count them as dear friends, not just friends, but dear friends. And I've, I've kind of had a front row seat uh, to their journey, uh, you know, into all of this. So uh, at this point in their journey, I would say that they, are, they probably are in the, the stag vixen lane. Um, so just to kind of give my listeners an idea, first of all, how old are you and your husband? I'm 40. Oh, that's a great question. Oh my goodness. I'm 40 and my husband's 42. And we have been together since I was 18. Okay. All right. So another uh, high school couple here. Mm -hmm. And how long have you guys been married? We celebrate 20 years of marriage next month. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, congratulations if I don't talk to you guys before then, but I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. Thank you. So... You've been married for 20 years together since you were 18. I know from, 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 from talking to you guys that when, that when you got together, as far as other men were concerned, he was the first one, right? Yes. So yes. how long was it? So you, you meet at 18. When did you first hear about what his desires were like do you remember like the first time that conversation came up it was 10 years into the marriage actually about nine years into the marriage mm -hmm. and um it just kind of came up as a fun thing we could do or a fun thing we could look at or talk about and then it just kind of evolved from that so when he brings it up to you that first time, were you on board like right away? Did, like, did, did, you, did you need convincing? Did he have to work on you for a while? Like I how did. long was that process of him bringing it up the first time um, to you? Probably about a year of just talking about it, maybe even role playing, not role playing, whatever you'd call that. Mm -hmm. And, um, just, oh, this would be so hot. Oh, we, you know, we could do this, we could do this. And then after about a year of talking about it, um, we just kind of made that jump into it. Um, we kind of threw all caution to the wind though, and made a lot of mistakes early on that mm -hmm. we could have avoided. Um, we were told and warned by, friends that we had already met in the lifestyle not to do certain things. And we, you know, we did anyways. We, one of the main people that we played with, um, right off the bat was not in the lifestyle. So that took us down. Um, I mean, it was still fun, but it took us down a road that ended, you know, right. oddly. And, um, but you know, here we are now. 
completely <laughs> enjoying it, it and knowing exactly what we love and yeah, so, in a much better place. So he brings it up to you. And like I said, I, I, I know that we've known each other for, for, for quite some time. And I, I remember the, the website that we met on um, the, yes. when I first encountered you guys. Was that the first time you was that you was that you guys stepping your foot into this like hey let's create a profile on this site and kind of see what's out there and yes yeah that's where it kind of started and I had you know I mean for me obviously what we're into like I'm into black men I'm right. sure that's a lot okay so anyways so I um had dated a you know a couple of black guys in college but not or not in college and um you know kind of like 18 right right out of high school um and so i i always kind of like wondered what that would because i was a virgin on my wedding night so it's not like i'd ever really had sex with anyone Mm -hmm. but you know all the things you hear so i'd always kind of wondered um so then when he brought it up i was like oh well, yeah, that could be fun. I've always... Right, like this gives me an opportunity to kind of scratch that itch and not get in trouble for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we just made a profile and started meeting people. And um, that's kind of how that's kind of how it started. Now, I know because I, I you know, I, I, I talk to you guys on a semi-regular basis. And I think to say that your journey hasn't been easy, I think would be an understatement. Right. You know, there there have definitely been uh, some hiccups um, along the way. And I remember we had a conversation a handful of years ago and you had said something to me and we actually talked about this earlier today. You said that if you had it to do all over again, you wouldn't you wouldn't open that door because of how at the time it had affected your intimacy level with your husband. It affected the way that you viewed your husband. Can you kind of expound on what you meant by that? Like take yourself back to being in that place where you saw him differently? Yes. Well, I'll preface this by saying I have, I'm kind of one of the lucky ones I have. um, And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of women out there can say this as well. And it's, it's a blessing to say, but I have a man that truly like loves me unconditionally. Like this man would throw himself in front of a bus for me. Mm -hmm. So we've always had just, we had a great foundation of love and you know respect and honor and all of that so when we first started to go um down this road it was you know it was all very confusing it's kind of like getting on a ride and there's like nobody steering the ride Mm -hmm. and so um we were really trying to navigate all of that and we ended up like i said kind of making some wrong decisions off the bat so we ended up in a spot where it was a lot of pain. It was just a very painful time of letting go somebody that wasn't in the lifestyle, didn't understand, you know, lines were crossed or blurred or whatever, however you want to say that. So we had to let that person go from our life. And that's somebody that we both cared about. So my thing though, that I regret the most is the effect that it had on my relationship with my husband, because honestly, we got to a point where we really, um, you know, almost, it almost destroyed us and, and who we were. And, and that's really scary that it can take someone that's, you know, that strong. And, but, um, we just, you know, we hadn't figured out what we knew that we wanted this, but we just hadn't figured out how and what was the best way that both of us would be happy. Um, so yeah, we've come a long ways. Now I know, uh, again, from, from conversations that we've had, that again this this lifestyle is very diverse and i'm a big fan of saying that it's it's all about what what works for a couple like as long as it works for the two of them right. then that's the right way because it's it's their way and i know that you guys had gotten to a point where he was really leaning into the cuckold aspect of things and it wasn't something that you were really feeling, but yet you were doing it for him. So your heart wasn't in it. Your heart was in it for him. 
Right. But your heart wasn't in it for that type of play. Can you kind of talk about what it was specifically about the cuckold play? Because I have a lot of different couples that that listen to this and people are wondering, you know, is, is, is this lane for us? Can we do this? Which way should we go? Which way feels right? What was it about it for you specifically that just didn't do it for you? Um, for me, it was more, um, I have been raised where like I was raised in a very traditional home. So it was like male role, female role, Mm -hmm. you know, the man, you know, does the finances, takes care of the home. And then the woman is kind of like the submissive. And, you know, I know obviously people, there's a lot of people out there that nowadays would disagree with that, but you know, I still kind of hold true to some of that. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, don't shy away from that. But that's why, and for me, it was always probably a little bit more like, I didn't want to be dominant or I didn't want to be, you know, I wanted to just be submissive, but then there's so much more that goes into that. Um, with cuck holding, it's more, um, you know, you're, it, it affected our intimacy as far as me seeing him in a sexual right. way. So that's where it started to, you know, get concerning for me. And of course you go along with it at first because I've got this newfound addiction and I want it. I want it at all costs. But I started to realize that that was not going to be a healthy solution for us. And, you know, I happen to have a very attractive husband. So I was like, I want to be attracted to him. I want to do all this, all these things with him. And I, it was, it was hard with that dynamic Mm -hmm. to do both. Right. So once we removed that and realized that we were more, because really a lot of the porn that you see is at least what we kept stumbling across was the cuckolding. And so that's why we just naturally fell into that and thought, oh, well, that's what we are. That's Mm -hmm. what we, and then when we realized that, you know, there was this other option of, oh, that fits us so much better. Um, Ever since then, you know, we've, we're two totally different people. I mean, he's not angry. He's not, you know, like it's like, I'm so happy. I'm glowing and beaming all the time. Like we are just the best versions of ourselves now. Mm -hmm. Now I, I know I can remember having conversations with you both, um, you know, years ago. And I, I remember you would even bristle at the idea of using the term lifestyle. Oh, you yeah, know, so I'm, right, I'm sitting yeah, here smiling because right. I'm listening to you say it yourself. <laughs> yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, cause like it's a big step because it's it's acknowledging that you're a part of something. Yeah. You know, in other words, you're not in this by yourself. There are people all around the world who enjoy the same things that you enjoy, who have the same things that you have. Oh, and some of our dearest friends in life, we've literally met through this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when in times where we've gone through difficult things and we've maybe stepped away for a small period of time or um, whatnot, we when we do come back or kind of like get the help, we, like at one point we got kind of some help and they came back stronger than ever and it was like the I mean everybody that I talked to was like oh my god we missed you guys you know and even really throughout like the last decade really I mean I get birthday texts I get hey you know hope you guys are doing well hope the kids are good like we just have really genuine friendships that we've made that are really incredible we've met some incredible human beings Mm so I think that's why I'm more comfortable with that term now because yeah, you seem to be really at, at ease with it. Yeah. You know, both of you. I mean, I've had conversations with both of you and you're both a lot more comfortable, uh, you know, using that. And from where I sit, I mean, I think part of the reason was, again, maybe you weren't quite comfortable cause you hadn't really found your lane. You were still kind of fumbling around in the dark and right. trying to figure stuff out. And now you've gotten to the point where, there's there's some clarity you know Mm -hmm. and so because of that clarity it makes it easy like okay yeah we're in a lifestyle like we accept it it's what it's what it is it's it's not our life but it's a part of our life right and it's it's a it's an exciting part of our life um so 
one of the things that I know you had dealt with, and this is something that I say uh, on my show quite a bit, is there's a big difference between a a bull and a guy that's just trying to fuck your wife. Mm. And I know in the beginning, some people may have trouble um, figuring out which is which. And I don't say that to say that those guys that are just trying to fuck your wife don't serve a purpose. My thing is just getting couples to recognize before getting into it the type of person that they're dealing with so that they can adjust accordingly. You know what I'm saying? In other words, okay, we're dealing with this guy that has lifestyle experiences, so we can have that conversation, but it'll be an easy conversation because they get it. Okay, this person doesn't have lifestyle experience, so we need to really, you know, buckle down and have this conversation so that he fully understands what this is and what this isn't. Yes. Um, Because sometimes they may not they may not exactly get it. And um, I know you guys had taken a break for a period of time and, you know, you came back to it with this kind of newfound focus and understanding of each other. And so for my, for the benefit of my listeners, I know the last few encounters that you've had, you made the you know you've made up your mind to say okay i am specifically looking for these types of guys i want guys that are bringing a b and c to the table apparently yes and i know that you've been kind of zeroing in on the experience thing like you kind of said okay we've done the the guys who aren't bulls and had kind of shaky results so now i'm going to deal with the guys who are so can you kind of contrast that and maybe explain to my listeners who maybe haven't experienced that contrast yet what is it like when you deal with somebody who understands the lifestyle so it's really night and day um if you deal with someone that's not in the lifestyle and it might not be right off the bat but over time, you'll start to realize that it's not healthy. They are not ever going to understand what this is. And, um, or they, you know, they might play games. They might, there's all kinds of immaturity and which I mean, comes with anything, but with this, as far as the people that I have met, especially if I manage to find somebody that's really experienced, um, it's incredible because they, you know, not only, I mean, they show up, we have an amazing time, we have an amazing connection. And then, you know, from then on out, they're checking in on me and they want to know, you know, what else I'm doing. And, and they are encouraging of other meetups or mm-hmm. whatever, like they're, they love it all. They love the friendship they have with my husband and me. And it's not, it doesn't ever get into this weird, like, you know, situation where you have to constantly be explaining what this is. Mm-hmm. So, it's night and day person. Honestly, I think so. And the last several experiences that have, that I've had have been like so incredible that I'm like, okay, this is, we finally got this figured out. Like this is perfect. So yeah, I would say it's a pretty big difference. (laughs) No, like I said, it's, it's been, you know, cool to, to, to know you guys through this, you know, entire process and, you know, and, and see where you've come out kind of on the other side. And one of the things that I I noticed was, you know, since your re-entry into this is primarily from you in that you seem like you're at a point in your life where you're you're not putting yourself second anymore. Mm. You know, in other words, it's like if if I can't be co-lead, on this, right. then I'm no longer going to do it. Right. And, and it's, it's like you're, you're taking ownership of, no, this is what I want. This is how I want it. Not in a trying to run the show kind of thing, but kind of taking ownership of your own involvement. Like, okay, if, if we're going to do this together, if I'm going to be involved in it, then I have some requirements. I have some some yes. some fundamental things that need to be met as far as the types of guys that I'm talking to, the way that I'm interacting with them, the way that I interact with them yeah. before we meet and after we meet. And it, it, it seems like just mentally you're, you're in a better place. So I just wonder if you could kind of share with my listeners 
what it feels like to be in that in that position now compared to where you were in your headspace prior to that it feels incredible um <clears throat> i have really come a long way used to i i mean i used to just kind of think oh well maybe i would be into that or oh maybe i would and now it's like i'm in this headspace of i know exactly what i want what i like what i don't like what i'm into what i what i'm not into what things are going to make him and i uncomfortable like i steer away from situations that i think would not be healthy for us or could be possibly triggering for for us because we have been through some pain early on. And so to steer clear of anything that could be triggering, we just, we stay away from certain things. But um, I, I mean, I definitely have a type, you know, I like men that are older, they're, they seem to be a lot more respectful and um, knowledgeable. But um yeah, I mean, I probably steered completely away from the question. Oh, no, 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 no. It, so it, I, it, I really it's, don't. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Don't even, don't even trip on that. But you did bring up a, a, a point that I wanted to address because I found it, I found it to be not, not just interesting, but extremely self-aware yeah. of, of something that you both said and that you both got back into this with him understanding that okay, we, we experimented with the cuckolding thing and it just doesn't fit the way that we are. And what I found extremely interesting was the awareness that you both had in saying, okay, we're going to stay away from certain behaviors because those behaviors may trigger him. Right, yes. And, yeah. and whereas before those things may have been a turn on for him, now those things bring up whether it's anxiety, whether it's, it's frustration, it's whether off it's anger. Right at this point, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, it's it almost has the opposite effect. So. Right, and so so the fact that you're able to kind of identify what those triggers are and avoid them, I just thought that that was an extremely self aware, you know, yes, kind of thing, and that's something definitely. that you know I want couples out there to understand that. Whichever way you go, if you try cuckolding and it's not for you and you kind of prefer the stag vixen lane or if it's the other way around, if you try to stag vixen lane and say, you know what, I'm I, I would be we would be more comfortable in the in the cuckolding lane. I think that it was it was very important that you guys identified these are the things that could trigger me. These are the things yes. that could trigger me, which could lead to you know, resentment and argument, being frustrated, you know, what have you. And the fact that you were able to kind of isolate those moments and kind of put them on the, okay, we're going to avoid these things. Right. As long as we avoid these things and we stay aware of the fact that we're avoiding these things, then yeah. we should be good. Pretty much like somebody who's allergic to something where they're fine as long as they don't eat what they're allergic to. If they yeah. eat what they're allergic to, there's going to be problems. Yes. You know, and you know when you lose something or when you, um, you know, step away for some, for so long, you kind of, I mean, we both had kind of an aha moment of, we both really enjoy this. So it was like coming back into it, you know, he's willing to, you know, we're both willing to just compromise and have all these conversations about, okay, how can we do this and how can we make it work? And so I feel like once we lost it and then realized how much we both missed it, but didn't know what capacity we want, you know, how we were going to do all that it just made it so much easier to have that conversation of, okay, well, if we're going to do this, mm -hmm. then this is how it needs to be. And that's where it came in of me kind of stepping up to the plate and being like, Hey, you know what? I'm actually not comfortable with this or, Oh, I want to, you know, only do that. Like one of my preferences, for instance, is I really like to make sure I have like a, some sort of a friendship or connection with somebody before I hang out with them. Mm -hmm. So, there's certain things, you know, like lifestyle parties and stuff, maybe not, not a good fit for us because, you know, I like to know going into meeting someone that we've talked for, you know, weeks or months before we meet. So those are just things that I had to learn for myself. Like right. that's something that I, that's just a preference that I have. Now I want people to understand when I say that you guys hit a rough patch. Like I want people to understand what, I, what what we're talking about here. 
things got pretty bad for you guys. Like you, like you guys were almost going your separate way, you know, and you, like you said, you've been together since you were 18, you have a beautiful family together and things got to the point where you were like, okay, I don't know if there is a tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want people to think that, oh, you guys just had an argument one night. Like, no, things were crashing and burning and you kind of had to have very, very difficult conversations, you know, and that was one of the things that kind of shown the light shine the light on the fact of the person that you were dealing with i know that there was a time where you were like okay we're not going to have any contact with anyone and you told people like hey i need you to respect the fact that we're working on us and unfortunately that person did not respect it whereas the guys that you knew that were experienced they were like okay cool and back, they, yeah. they stepped back and, yeah. and, and, and out gave, of respect for my husband, out right. of respect for the entire situation. Yeah, for it, sure. Exactly. So the fact that that you guys were able to, you know, regardless of like coming back to the lifestyle, that that part of it is secondary. Just the fact that you were able to not only save what you had, but were able to make it stronger. Yes. Yeah. And kind of have that that kind of newfound understanding of each other and, 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 and not just that, but being able to fall in love with each other all over again, Yes, you know, and kind of rekindle that, you know, uh, I can be turned on by my wife, even if that's not involved, you know, and I can be into my husband without that being involved. In other words, you, you were able to recapture, the us part of it definitely and 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 make that stronger so i just wanted my my listeners to know because i i know that you know we see stuff out there and this lifestyle is always talked about kind of in glowing terms and and it it is it's it's a beautiful thing when it works but it doesn't always work and i really wanted people to hear from somebody who went through something where it wasn't working and and what it took from you to put things in in their proper perspective and and understand uh what was important and so i'm just kind of curious what was your you you mentioned earlier about having an, an aha moment in your own words how close did you come to just kind of washing your hands like okay this marriage is not working and not going to work like how close would you say you actually came to that um very close um it it just kind of got to the point where you know and he i feel like and i say this sometimes i i just feel like if you ever are in a situation in a relationship where there's a lot of just anger or bitterness or anything you have like you either have to get therapy or you you have to work that through because Mm -hmm. that's one thing that kind of in this instance, when you say aha moment, that started to rear its ugly head. I noticed I was bitter. I noticed he was angry all of the time or, you know, just the littlest things would set him off. And so I thought, okay, something's got to give, this is not working, but we definitely did hit a wall where I, I at one point thought that we weren't going to make it through. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't see the reason why I can't just, you know, caution, Hey, if you're going to do this, um, you know, make sure that you research it and educate yourselves. Like perfect example, listen to podcasts. Like (laughs) that way, you know, going into it, the pits and downfalls of what this can do if you're not doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. And we were, you know, oh, we'll just do it our own way. It's not that big of a deal. You know, this guy's a good guy or, you know, whatever. Flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. And (laughs) that's just not, yeah, it's, it's, if you really want to take all precautions, then, you know, you'll be, you'll be extra careful when it comes to making those decisions, especially early on. Um, That way you can prevent yourself all of the heartache. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that I I try to get across to people uh, who are thinking about you know, entering this, 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 this space is, and even, even more so than the bulls is I, I look at it like Vegas in the sense that the size of the stack of chips that the couples are pushing to the center of the table 
is a lot larger than the size of the chips that the guy is pushing to the center of the table. Okay. In other words, you're risking so much more than what the guys are, are usually risking. And this is coming from somebody who's been a bull in a lifestyle for 20 years. I mean, as a couple, you're risking your own dynamic, your marriage, your friendship, your family, you know, uh, you know whatever position you may hold in the community. Like, you, you are pushing a lot of chips into the center of the table if, if things don't work out. So yeah. that's why I always kind of stress to couples to, you know, examine all of this. You know, ex- examine all of this to, to see if it's something that you really want. You know, uh, make sure that your foundation is strong enough to handle it because it, it shouldn't be used as a Band-Aid. You know what I'm saying? Like if your relationship is rocky. Exactly. You yeah. shouldn't be using Fix this that as... that first. Right. And then, yeah, exactly. Or, or, yeah, or not do it at all. I mean, if it's something where... You know, you don't, if you're not stable enough to do, I would not recommend it. Um, but we're the strongest we've ever been. And it really can, it has the potential to um, draw you closer to your partner. Just depends how you do it. Okay. So now let's, let's turn this a little bit and talk about some things that are going to make you smile. Okay. Give my listeners an idea. Like what are some mm-hmm. of the things that you enjoy about being a hot wife? Like things that are unique hmm. to this space, like things that you get to enjoy that the average wife probably doesn't get to experience. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, everything is like, I mean, even shopping for new panties and bra and like just the little details and stuff. It's not just, you know, that boring mundane. It's like, oh my goodness, I get to, you know, show these to whoever, you know, a meetup or whatever. Mm -hmm. So every, every little detail is just so much hotter. And I'm used to being showered with so much attention because I have a husband that just like adores me. So I, I've kind of gotten spoiled. I'm not going to lie. Gotten (laughs) very, very spoiled. I've had conversations with him and he's pretty much said, he's pretty much said he's ruined you for. He has. He's ruined me forever. So I enjoy that aspect of it too. I like the attention that I get. I like walking into a room and meeting a man for the first time and him just being blown away and, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, how hot she is in real life and, oh man, you didn't warn me how pretty she is and just all those comments and the banter and like, oh, it's just, I love it. And you know, what's funny is... In my 30s, I was always so self-conscious of, oh, you know, I'm getting older or, you know, people aren't going to, and it's like now that I'm, I just hit 40 a couple months ago and I'm the most confident I've ever been. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, damn it, I'm hot. And so I just, I just love it all. I really do. And I'm excited for the next however many years of, you know, enjoying some hot sex. <laughs> so when you, you know, when you have those meetups and I, I know that that's something that you enjoy together. Like you're, you're always together when, when, when those happen. Yes. What does that do uh, for the energy between you and him? Like, what do you see in his face? What do you see in, in, I mean, I've seen a bunch of pictures of him and he has the, the biggest grin. Grin on his it, face. And it's, it's like a permanent grin. It's like always there. Um, so what is it like for you when you're in those moments and you look over and see this man who just simply adores you, but yet he's so turned on when you're in these moments with your bulls? Um, I mean, it just, I mean, it just... Every time I see him in any of those moments, it reminds me of how much he loves me and, you know, how far we've come. And, um, you know, every, anytime, you know, even after an encounter, we have, you know, the moments where we can now, him and I can now enjoy this amazing sex. And it's not just your boring, you know, it can, we can like really talk about the awesomeness that we just experienced and mm-hmm. oh my gosh how, how much fun was that and and it's just really cool because like you can like literally experience it all together I don't I don't meet anybody outside of my husband being in the room so we enjoy all of it together mm-hmm. so it's just really cool it it's a neat way to connect 
One of the, the things that I'm always curious about uh, when I meet couples and I talk to couples, you see how into each other they are and how affectionate they are with each other. And like for me, it's very normal because everybody that I talk to is in this lifestyle in some way, shape or form. So I'm, so I'm used to seeing couples that are that affectionate with each other, but I know enough to know that when those couples are outside in the vanilla world, yeah, I'm just curious, have you become more aware of that? Like when you see your friends and you see them as couples and it's like, wow, they're not even, they don't even seem like they have fun together or, because like you said, you guys are always holding hands and you're affectionate oh, yeah. and you're snuggling and you're kissing. And, and yeah. like I said, I've been out in public with you guys and I know like that's, 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 you guys are oh, like that yeah, all the, the time. Garth Brooks song comes on where we'll stop everything we're doing and like dance and like, right. you know, so, just have our little moment. So I'm just curious, have you ever been in a situation where maybe hmm. a friend or somebody was like, all right, you know, you're making me look bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you're, you're killing me over here. You know, because my wife is like, how come you're not more like him, you know, or look at the way that they are. And we're over here just being kind of married and boring. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just curious. Have you had anyone ever say that to you or have you become aware of how other couples are like, wow, they don't look like they're having much fun together. Like they're, they, they obviously love each other, but they're like, there's a, I always say there's a big difference between living and feeling alive. Interesting. And yeah. I see a lot of people who are living. Yeah. But being on this side of the fence, I also see a lot of people who feel alive. And I'm just wondering now that you that you two are in a situation where you feel alive, are you more aware of people who are just kind of living? Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. I And I, of course, I read energy really well. That's one thing I know you and I have talked about. We both kind of are able to read people's energy. So um, when I'm around people that, aren't affectionate and aren't, you know, like we are, um, I do kind of feel bad. Like, Oh, you know, I wish, or it's almost like, I'm sorry that they don't have what we have. And, you know, even close friends of mine that, you know, jump from relationship to relationship or whatever, and just can't seem to find that person. I'm like, man, I'm lucky. So yeah, I mean, we definitely stand out. We are that couple that people are like, okay, I want to throw up in my mouth. Like, seriously, stop. <laughs> like, we're that couple. No, but the, the, thing, the thing that's really cool about it is the, the ones that I've met who recognize that they are that couple, they honestly don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, we're, we're, we're not going to downplay what we have. We're yeah. not going to filter what we have. You know what I'm saying? We're going to embrace it. We're going to be cute. We're going to be stupid. We're going to be silly. We're going to be snuggly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we're sorry if it makes you uncomfortable, but we're, we're celebrating what we have and we're always going to celebrate what we have. Yes. You know, and when the, when the moment hits us, it hits us. And like, for me, it's kind of, I'm not going to say that I'm jaded, but because the majority of the people that I socialize with are in the lifestyle, I'm constantly surrounded by that energy. Yeah. So whenever I do something and I'm around people who don't have that energy, it's very noticeable. It's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yes. it's, it's, it's very noticeable. It's like, I can feel it like, Oh God, I feel bad for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's like your dynamic is so like, I feel bad that you don't have that, that you don't haven't been able to maintain you know, uh, that level of just excitement and, and intimacy. And it's almost to the point where they're just kind of like going through the motions, you know, and yeah. I, I can't, like you said, I can't, I can't help but feel bad for them sometimes. Not, not that I'm saying like, Hey man, you should let your wife go out and fuck somebody else. It'll do wonders <laughs> for your marriage. I mean, obviously I'm not saying that, but I, I, but at the same time I have seen the beauty in it, you know, and I have seen, yeah, there's definitely, you know, you know, there's both sides. There's two opposite extremes and, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be on the other opposite extreme now, but, um, yeah, it can definitely be pretty damn amazing. <laughs> no, I, I know because of conversations that we've had that, uh, when it, you know, when it comes to your bulls and when it comes to certain bulls that you are drawn to 
even more specifically a certain type of of dominant energy yes um so for true yeah I, I i know that that is common it's something that I, I i see a lot of wives talking about and i love hearing um the different perspectives on that so kind of talk about it from your own and what what does what does what effect does that dominant energy have on you well i have realized over the years that i'm naturally submissive um which is something i learned about myself so yeah i'm i'm just super drawn to um confidence and um someone kind of steering the ship you Mm -hmm. know i really don't like to have to make a lot of decisions and i'm super go with the flow it's probably has to do with my personality i'm super laid back super go with the flow so if there's someone that can just come in and kind of take charge and then i'm all for it so i've always been drawn to people that are more dominant and in conversations you know tell me this is what i'm going to do and this is what i'm going to do to you and da 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 and I can get into that. <laughs> so, I mean, do you respond differently when you're around those types of men? Like, like, how, like, how quickly does it take you from the time you meet someone before you're able to recognize that? Okay, this guy's got it. Like, because not everybody does, you know. Oh goodness, um, I can. I mean, I can usually tell within the first. I mean, really, a conversation, even even if we're just messaging. Um, I can tell, okay, this is going to work. This is not going to work. I mean, honestly, he, I mean, he could be a smoking hot 10 out of 10 and it's not going to phase me one bit if we don't connect Mm -hmm. and he's not, you know, confident and, you know, it's just not going to work. So, I mean, really the confidence and the dominance and all of that is I'm super attracted to. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that's part of my type too. <laughs> I agree. No, I, I I know again because of, of of conversations that we've had is um that the whole having one person as far as your bulls go being at the the kind of like I, I guess for lack of a better term being owned. Don't worry about it being owned and being specifically black owned, I would be, yes. I'm curious to find out like what, what that means to you because it means different things to different people. Okay. And so I'm just curious as to what it means to you to have someone in your life who you view in that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, when I first heard that term, I kind of thought it was just a loose term, like, oh, black owned as in like used by black men or whatever. Right, but right. then I realized it was like more of like an ownership thing. And so I was very intrigued. Um, so, yeah, I have in my life um, a very special person that um, kind of took that role early on for me, um, which has really kind of anchored this all down for me and made this all make sense because, you know, I check in with him and I, you know, tell him about somebody new I met or I, um, you know, talk with him about all of our experiences and, you know, he's friends with my husband and it's just this like amazing bond. So for me, it's more than just like black owned for multiple, for me, it's, it's kind of like, I have this, this also black owned, like, but like owned with like this certain person. And so everything else kind of like fans off of that, like stems off of that. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if I was just in this and we were just like aimlessly, just like, you know, Oh, let's meet so-and-so or let's find, then it would probably not be as fulfilling really Mm -hmm. without kind of having that dynamic. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy being owned. <laughs> no, that's that's that that that's awesome to hear. And one of the things that, again, to reiterate, that I find you know beautiful about your story for both of you is the evolution and the figuring it out. 
you know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 the figuring it out. And it seems like you're both at a point where it's like all the lights are on. There's no more fog or haze in the room. Yes. You know, you're, you're, you're very, very comfortable in the lane that you're in. And it makes it very easy for you to say, hey, if you're not moving us in a direction that we're going in, we got to jettison that dead weight. You know yes. what I'm saying like you, yeah. you are not getting us closer to our goal, so sorry. And and you're able to do that almost without even looking back in the mirror. You know, it's like you just push them off the train, like, hey, <laughs> you're not gonna work. You're not gonna work. We're focused on what we want. Yeah. And we're not going to let anyone uh to, to kind of, you know, uh steer us off that path. Um one of the things I do want to say before I let you get out of here, because I always try to be cognizant of the time. You have a number of women who listen to my podcast in various stages. You know, they some of them are just at the beginning and their husband brought this up to them all the way up to some women are on their second and third marriages and they're trying something new or or, or whatever the case may be. And they're they're wondering, can I do this? Is this going to destroy us? Is it worth it? Am I strong enough? Am I attractive right. enough? Like they, they, they have all of these doubts. So my question to you is, what would you say to these women, these women who are, who are doubting themselves and who are doubting their own relationships and who are doubting their husband's love for them? Like, how can he say he loved me, he loves me, but yet he wants to see me in the arms of, of another man? Right. You know, so right. what would you, what would you say to those women to help? you know, give them some comfort and some understanding. I mean, as far as confidence and, and things like that, I, I just think all women are so beautiful. So I, um, in fact, I won't say my line of work, but in my line of work, I have the capability of making women feel very beautiful. And I take a lot of pride in that. So I would say no matter what your size is, no matter how you look like, just go out there and kill it and have confidence. However, when it comes to this lifestyle, um, definitely think through before you jump in, just think through, um, you know, what all that entails and what risks you're taking. Because at the end of the day, you don't know, you don't know if this is going to be a great fit or if it's not going to be. So even just starting in this lifestyle is a risk in and of itself. So, you know, do I wish I could go back in time and maybe not have gone down this path? Um, yes and no. I mean, there's times where in the past I've thought, oh, I wish we wouldn't have. But of course, now I'm in a good a good space. Well, with it's that. definitely. So the, it's, I think it's, it's definitely the easier path if you had never done it. You well, know. yeah, would have it would have saved a, a lot. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, do you want to take the risk of that? Would be the question that you would have to ask yourself. You know, because I I, I see in both of you, not just the fact that your relationship and your marriage is stronger, but there's almost there's also the awareness, like you both know that it's stronger. Yes, you know, I mean, yeah. it's it's like you both know that. Okay, this is. We, we, we're battle tested. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're, so it's like, it's almost awkward when I'm out with my girlfriends and they're all talking about all these crazy fights they have with their men. And I'm like, I don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. Like, we, we, you know, we don't really fight and argue and scream at each other. So it's like, uh, you know, sorry, I have an amazing husband and an amazing relationship. So I don't know. It's, I definitely feel blessed. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that's really awesome. And like I said, I, I know that, uh, somewhere out there, your story is going to resonate with someone and someone is going to be helped because th there are people who they hit that wall and they don't know if they can come back from it, you know? So I yeah. want, I want your story to show people, be able to show people that even at your lowest, you can still battle back. Yes. I mean, you can yeah. still, you know, not not just salvage your relationship, but actually repair it, fix what wasn't working and come back even stronger than ever. Like yes. come back even stronger than you were before. Yeah. And so like that's the primary, uh, I guess, lesson 
that I want people to take from this. Cause like I said, I, I know enough to know, and I've seen enough to know that it's not always all good. You know, people do hit, you know, the wall. And I guess what I feel blessed about is it's rare that I get to talk to somebody who's in this situation because the couples that I've known that were in that situation, oftentimes they weren't able to repair it. Yeah. And so once that happens, they don't want to talk to me about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though I feel like a lot of people could learn from their story. Yeah. They don't want to talk to me about it because they've gone their separate ways. They weren't able to fix it. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, man, it would be so many people that would be because like my thing is maybe if you would have heard that couple's story, maybe it would have allowed you to fix what you had instead of going your own. Because nobody ever hears about those couples that get to the brink and then are able to save it. It's rare. Yeah. You, you know, so the yeah. fact that you were willing to come on here and, and, and talk about not just the, 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 the rose petals, but also the thorns, you know, and, 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 and kind of draw attention to that and let people know that, look, if you're in it together, you can fix it together and you can still be together. And not only that, but you can still enjoy this lifestyle. You can still but thrive. It, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. So personally, I want to thank you for coming on for being so candid you know for for allowing me to be nosy you know <laughs> allowing my listeners to kind of have this peek into the the, the the life of a hot wife um and as i always say to my patreon supporters uh, from the bottom of my heart thank you guys because if it wasn't for you i wouldn't be able to do this i wouldn't be able to bring you these fascinating stories um about real people you know who are actually living the lifestyle and, and finding a way to incorporate it with their real lives. Uh, so again, thank you very much. Uh, for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, as I always say, maybe this will be the episode that makes you say, you know what, we like what that Michael C. guy is doing. We want to see him, you know, we want to see him keep doing it. So let's support him. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all. I want to give a special thanks to my guest, A. Thank you so much for, for doing this. You're and welcome. Sorry I didn't dress more sexy, but this is just... No, no, no. You're just going to have to work. You, no, you were stunning. And everything. So, with that being said, I am your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Peace. <laughs>